Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was their pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So watch your head. It's time for... I never saw that. Hi, Jen. Hi. So I was doing a little research this week. Don't play the music yet. I know I've been jumping right into seeing the funny papers. Yeah. But, so this isn't technically seeing the funny papers. Okay. But it's something on the funny papers page. What? We've done this before, I think, a little bit. But I just thought this one was um Oh, no. Are you going to make me do the jumble again? No. no. Oh. No. Oh. It's not that good. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to read something. Um, and you may know. You may recognize it right away. I'm not sure. But I thought this one was just very appropriate. For your time on this day in Montana. Okay. September 17th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Aries. As of today, you could come out better than you thought from an arrangement that has appeared bleak. It may have looked hopeless previously because you lacked the right facts and perspective. Hmm. Do you think that's wow. where you were on September 17th? You'd Do been it. there about a month? I'd been there a month. Yep. So you had the right facts and perspective by then. I, I bet you drank the Kool-Aid. Hmm. You were I mean, super into the mountain biking. I was, and... I was I was in the process of doing that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing to say. All right. I, I guess that was, that's not a new segment then. <laughs> just I'm sorry, Micah. I'm just, test. I'm very tired this mm-hmm. evening. And so I'm not sure that I have... A whole lot of witty banter to to offer. So it looks kind of bleak right now for this podcast episode. It looks a little bit bleak from this. Well, maybe you perspective. Just, maybe you just need the right facts and perspective. I, I do need new facts. I do need new facts. Mm. Um, the facts I have are not. What are the facts enough. you have? Well, I have some facts about the episode that we watched. Ah, the episodes within an episode. I did. I took very few notes. Okay, that uh, that was my next question was, can we really call these facts that you have? You said you have because facts. Because they're my the notes? Yeah. Well, yeah, because we just watched it today. Uh-huh. So, like, it's fresh in my mind. I'm not, I, like... You don't do you, think you mean just... you're not trusting my memory already? Well, I just, sometimes the notes you write down, <laughs> there's no context. <laughs> and sometimes they're just wrong. Like, what about this note I wrote? What about this uh, okay, one? let's start with one, I guess. <laughs> it just says, <laughs> I'm spacing out. That's good. I was <laughs> worried you were going to spoil the episode a little bit because we haven't started talking about it yet. And I'm not so, stupid, Micah. But I'm not stupid. That was, a good, that was a good one in a lot of ways. Well, it just sort a of, lot of levels. it does exemplify, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. It exemplifies how I feel right now. I mean, now. I haven't heard the rest of the sentence, so I'm not and sure where if it's the right word. But... where I'm at. Like, okay. I just, even watching the show, I was, like, having a hard time paying attention. Yeah. I'm just very exhausted right now. 
And the, I know that's not exciting for anyone to listen to me say, but... Just to remind everyone, too, that these episodes are approximately 11 minutes long, maybe 10 minutes. There's two within each one. Okay. So we watched two 11-minute episodes. Yeah. 10 But or you're 11 spacing minutes. out. I spaced out how within early, that amount of time. How early on in the notes was this? Was this like the first thing you wrote down? No, it oh, was okay. it was in the second episode. But the mm, thing is, my right. dad, I took very few notes. So it's... Because I mean, you were like, spacing out. It's like right? toward the end of my notes, but I also only took like three before that and two after that. <laughs> okay. Wow. So. So once again, I'm really carrying the load here. Yeah. Yeah. Once again. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's do something fun before we get into the head. Okay. The jumble. Nope. Not the jumble. Um, a crossword puzzle. Nope. We're not going to do an audio crossword puzzle. We're going to play... Some sort of game, though. Together. Kerplunk? I mean, this is a game, I guess. Yahtzee! See you in the funny papers! See you in the funny papers! See you in the funny papers! So today we're going to talk about Blondie. Oh! We've talked about Blondie a little bit before, but it's been a while. We talked about it once. So Blondie, I was just curious. You know how sometimes, I don't know if you ever do this, or you, the listeners, I don't know if anyone ever does this, but there's this thing when you go out on the internet, you can click on words and you can click on things, you know, and they take you to other pages and then you read something on there, on that page, and then you click on something on there. Are you talking about just like going down an internet rabbit hole? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do and you that's do what that you... too? Honey, that everyone does do? that. Everyone okay. does that. All right. Um, so I did that a little bit with Blondie and I just found some interesting facts that I wanted to share. So, okay. Blondie was originally started in the 30s. This and, is highly unusual. Yeah, it is. But it, it's just quick. It'll be quick if you stop interrupting. Mm, uh, I probably won't, though. You're right. It won't. Um, so, no, Blondie. I probably. Oh. <laughs> I guess we're both right. Either way. Yeah. It's going to be long. Neither way will it be short or quick. <laughs> um, Blondie, the comic, was started in the 30s, I think. And it was. I read this several times on different pages as if this is something I should just know that it was based on flapper girls, like fun, carefree flapper girls. And it was kind of like, you know, the stereotype. And I was like, not really. That oh. was almost 100 years ago. So like Blondie was supposed to be Blondie a flapper, was a flapper girl? girl? Yes. I mean, I could see her being, you know, like a fun, loving, good time gal. But flapper? I never. Yeah. So Blondie was a flapper girl and Dagwood was her boyfriend. But he wasn't originally in the strip. He was like a character that came in every once in a while. She had a lot of different boyfriends. Um, Dagwood was actually an heir to uh, some industrial fortune. And when they got married, it was a big deal in the comics world, apparently. There was a big... He went on a hunger strike because his parents were like, no, you can't marry her like below his station or whatever. Yeah. This was like a whole, so it was more like one of those like Orphan Annie comics, like it was an ongoing story. Yeah. So then they got married and he got like disinherited and had to get a job and they moved to the suburbs and that's when things started to change. And then the the comic eventually changed to just, you know, suburban life with an idiot husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who eats a lot and makes big sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And um, I just thought it was interesting that Blondie's... um, so her name is Blondie Bumstead, right? Okay. But her maiden name, do you have any guesses? 
Is her actual name Blondie? That's her real first name? Yeah, I think that's a real first name. Hmm. I'm sorry, you want me to guess what her maiden name yeah, was? Yeah, just, you know, just guess a, a normal name. Uh, Blondie, Blondie Bum Hat. Nope. I mean, Butt Hat. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. That was a good guess, but it's uh, Blondie Boopadoop was her name. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which, was she related to Betty Boop? No, but apparently that sound is a sound that flappers made or that music like they danced to. Yeah, I guess. Boopadoop. Blondie Boopadoop was her name. Okay. Um, and so clearly like a stage name, though. That's not a name. No, Blondie Boopadoop was her maiden name. I know, name. but that's not a name. But that was her name. Yeah, but I'm just saying. She's a character in a comic strip, so. that That was her stage name. The character in the comic strip, that was her stage name. No. Okay. A few more fun little details about uh, Blondie before I get into the actual strip. Um, at the time... You're going to strip? Hmm? You're going to strip? No, it's comic strip, honey. It's a That's a common name for a, com- a comic. That sounded like, like you were Blondie and I was Dagwood. Did it? The way you were talking to me. No, honey. It's a comic strip. Um... At the time of this comic being printed, it was being drawn by Dean Young and Stan Drake. Dean Young was the son of the creator of Blondie, Chick Young. He was born Murat Bernard Young in Chicago. But his uh, nickname, Chick, um, was because in high school his nickname was Chicken. Yeah. That's all I have. I'm glad you don't always do this. I just, I wish people went by weird Nicknames, nicknames like they, like used, they to. used to. If you look at old baseball players, there's tons of crazy baseball player names. You know, there were a lot of people named like Babe. A lot of people were called Babe. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Uh huh. Are you going to get into the comic? You want to do that now? You well, seem pretty eager. No, it's just that I'd like to get this segment done. Maybe that was my whole plan. What? Do stuff that's worse than describing a comic, and then you'll like really enjoy the comic. I don't think there was any indication about enjoying anything. It was just like, let's get this over with. Keep moving. Okay, good. Because you're not going to enjoy this one. Okay, good. Four four panels. Great. (laughs) In the first panel, we see um, just a nice little street scene. I like how you say we see. (laughs) Because Uh it's really just you see. Because there's no Well, me and all the listeners and... You and everyone else who got to see the comic. Everyone in the world who's read this one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not me though. Nope, not you. So we see a street, um, nice little street scene in the background. There's a there's a little grassy knoll across the street with a tree on it, um, and then you can see the sidewalk across the street. And in the foreground, there's a sidewalk, and on this sidewalk, there is a man walking. It's it's Dagwood Bumstead, and there's a little hedge you can see, kind of diagonal in the lower left corner of the panel. Um, so Dagwood's walking along. And on his shoulders, he's holding onto the feet of Elmo Tuttle, his neighbor, the little kid with the, the weird triangle nose no, that I hangs out every once in a while and wears the weird hat. Anyway, he's a friend. He's a kid friend. He's friends with Dagwood. Dagwood's just walking down the street, carrying him on his shoulders. And behind them is Dagwood's dog, Daisy. Okay. So Elmo turns and looks back at Daisy and says, can Daisy ride too, Mr. Bumstead? And Dagwood says, sure. And Dagwood, you know, I just want to talk about his hair for a little bit. He sure he combs it, he parts it down the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, out to the sides, and then has two spiky things. Yeah, one on in each the back. side. 
Well, or, it looks like or it's straight up. Is it just a little tuft in the back on each side, or is it like a mohawk on the side? I definitely I don't think it's a fucking mohawk. Okay. So his hair is real fucked up and weird. Mm-hmm. We all know that about that. Yeah. So just to recap here, Elmo oh, says, good. can Daisy ride two? Is this just two? the first panel? Yeah. You didn't really respond to this question, though. Elmo is riding on the shoulders of Dagwood. Yeah. And he asks that the dog can ride too. Uh-huh. No, That's I... ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, okay. You get that, right? Yeah, I guess. So Dagwood says, sure. <laughs> Second panel. Uh, who did kill JFK, though? <laughs> Is all I'm thinking about ever probably, since you said grassy Probably Dagwood. <laughs> um Second panel. Uh, now we have just a like a profile shot of Dagwood walking, right? Holding on to Elmo's feet and Elmo's on his shoulders. And then Daisy is on <sighs> Elmo's shoulders. Right, of course. With Elmo's, Daisy's paws on Elmo's head. And there's a nice big cloud behind him. And there's a hedge there that cuts off Dagwood right around the head. Are there more things okay? that go on top of the, the things? Well, kind of. That's kind of a good oh, prediction, Jen. So this hedge kind of cuts Dagwood off right at the waist, right at the hips. Um, But the direction he's walking, the hedge gets a lot taller in a minute. So you can see they're going to walk behind the hedge, right? And all you're going to be able to see is Daisy. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I don't know. So third panel. Can't see it. The hedge is higher now. We see Daisy's head poking up above and a little bit of Elmo's hat. And Daisy has a line above her head, like an exclamation point without the dot. Mm-hmm. And Daisy's eyebrows are raised. Daisy, she wants a cat is to freaked f- out to ride on Daisy her shoulders. Daisy sees something, right? Mm-hmm. There's a telephone pole behind the hedge that's going up, and on the telephone pole is a black cat. I told you, who's holding onto the telephone pole with its legs all the way around the telephone pole. Is that how cats climb telephone poles? Do cats climb telephone poles? I don't know. Wrapped all the way around the telephone pole. On the hedge is another cat in the classic angry cat position or surprised cat of the arched back. Yep. You know, surprise above his head. Two cats see Daisy. Daisy sees them. Fourth <sighs> panel. Are you ready, Jen? So this is like there was an old lady who swallowed a fly. You know what I mean? She well, swallowed the fly to catch the no, she Not, swallowed the bird to catch the fly. She swallowed the cat to catch the bird. She swallowed the dog to catch the cat. She swallowed the uh, rhino to catch the dog. You know. I don't. I don't you know. You know how it goes. And how is how does that relate to this? It's just one thing after another, like oh, okay. stacked on top of each other. But so your prediction is the cats want to be want to ride on Daisy's back. Yeah. I, maybe you're not familiar with the typical cat dog relationship in comic strips, Jen. So the dog is going to jump off the shoulders and try to chase the cat. So fourth panel. Ready? No. We have a front door, like a doormat, and a front door of a house, and Dagwood's running toward it. You know how you run where your both feet are airborne at once, (laughs) and one's out in front? You know? Uh, Dagwood's running toward it, and above it, there's just lines and dotted lines going around in circles, and like, you know, chaos, like exploding lines and stars. And I can see Elmo's head in there, kind of. Dagwood's mouth is wide open. Daisy's on top, facing the wrong way. The cats are, like, stuck to Dagwood's chest. And one's up above. And he's yelling, Blondie! Uh Uh-huh. And then what is next? That's it. Fourth panel. (laughs) 
Cats and dogs, man. So the dog stayed on the shoulders of Elmo. Well, no, he's airborne, man. It's just a chaotic, like, airborne. So it goes from they see the cats Uh to the next thing is they're all airborne stars and shit and mm-hmm. cats are stuck to Dagwood. Yeah. So you don't actually know how what happened. They're all fighting. Man, the cats jumped on them. They all started fighting and they just, you know how when you get in a fight in the cartoons, it becomes a big like yeah. snowball yep. type thing? That's all happening on top of Dagwood. And he's running. What's Elmo doing? Presumably into the house. Elmo's just in the middle of it. And he's calling for his wife. Uh-huh. <sighs> Listen, I this is a big statement I'm about to make. It's pretty good, right? Is that this what you're going to say? This is a really, a good one. really, really major statement that I really want to think about for a second to make sure I want to say it. Can I make some predictions? No, I want to say okay. it. Okay. And it is, I think this is my least favorite of all the comics you've ever read to me. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's my least favorite of all of them. Ouch. I, mean, I mean, think back. We've done... Multiple Ziggies. We've I know done, we did a Marmaduke. Oh, I love the Ziggies. Love the Marmadukes. We've done some Family Circles. Yeah. Family all, Circus. I don't even know the name of the all Family better, Circus. All better. All better. We've done a couple magazines, apparently. All better than this. Really? This um, is the worst. I just hate it. What was it that you didn't like about it? Was it the, the lack of a punchline or anything funny? Yes. Is it the... There's that, as uh-huh. well as the whole, like, why is he yelling Blondie? Well, because he's a man child and she fixes everything for him. Yeah, and I really just I don't yeah. appreciate that. Um, it's not funny. It's not funny normally, and it's not funny now. Uh, I but don't. In the nineties, was it funny? It would have been funnier in the thirties. Was it funny? It would have been like better, at least not funny. But like, if the cats would have like ridden on just the dog's ridden shoulders, yeah. See, that's like what's that would have been funny and a little more unexpected. unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind like of like the kind of twist you want yeah. when you're trying to create something funny or interesting or tell a joke or compelling in any yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, this is more of a slapstick style comedy, I think, is what you're missing. Well, I'm not able to see <laughs> it. I don't think I described as you know the comic effect of the fight. So, atop what you're Dagwood. saying is that it is quite funny then. You find no, it very. No. You find it funny. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I I specifically picked it because it was trash. <laughs> because it it starts off with the stupidest premise trash. ever. Okay, but they don't all Dagwood have to be trash. Giving his neighbor child a piggyback ride and the child saying, "Hey, kid, what about if we put your dog up here?" <laughs> Mr. Bumstead, he, no, he, hear me out. This is a real fucking stupid idea. But what if the dog gets on me? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Sounds good. Let's just walk <laughs> by this no, hedge. I had no problem with that. Yeah. Let's just walk along by this hedge where the cats are just hugging the telephone pole. <sighs> wonder what's going to happen next. Well, you know, cats and dogs. That's always a fight in the comics, in the funny papers. See ya. Thanks, Micah. Thank you, as always, for uh, educating me on the daily comics. You're welcome. Of 1994. Glad we're getting you all caught up. Boy, I can't wait to hear just, I can't wait till I know every single one.
you know, from then every single day. You will feel a sense of fulfillment. I think I will. Not necessarily laughter or no, but anything it, like there will be a sense of completeness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the head. We mm-hmm. watched episode four, which is actually episode nine and ten, right? Within episode four. No. No. It's episode four, <laughs> and it would be seven and eight. But it didn't say that. It said nine on it. it this is episode five. That's why. Right. This is episode five, yeah. Micah. We did math, you guys. I apologize to all of our listeners. The head episode four was last week's episode. Which, I'm glad you brought that up because last week's episode ended on a little cliffhanger, as they all do. Yeah. If I recall correctly, the Fed was in the grips of a sea monster. It's just an octopus. but It's like a kraken, though. It's got like horns and way no, more than eight it arms. Horns? It's just not it's a, a normal fucking o- octopus. It's a large octopus. It's a giant squid sea monster, Jen. Okay, well, whatever. It had it had the Fed. Yeah. Smithy. Smithy. We know their Smithy. names now. Smithy and, the and other Marshall. One is Marshall. The Clint Eastwood one is Marshall. Yep. The big blockheaded one is Smithy. Yep. And yep. boy, shit I got weird in this episode. Jen. I have so I have I don't even know what my questions are. I just know that <laughs> shit got so weird and I I feel I hate saying shit got weird. Because we say that every week, and this is a very weird show. And also the word weird is the worst word, and it doesn't mean anything, and we use it all the time. But I don't have a better word to describe how things just took a real strange turn. Yeah. Unexpected. An unexpected turn. Um, So, yeah, Smithy's underwater, being strangled by the Kraken. Let's just call it a Kraken. And Marshall uses the robotic arm on the sub to beat on the Kraken's head, which frees Smithy. Right, to save him. And then Marshall says, just come back in, just leave it. Because they're down there trying to get the orb, which is a piece. One of the of pieces the, of the alien yeah. stuff. He says, just leave it. And um, he has this this note in his voice, you know? Yeah, like worried. He's worried about him. He's... Yeah. So Smithy goes after the orb anyway, um, gets it, gets back in the sub, and then he puts, Marshall puts Smithy over his knee and like burps him (laughs) like a baby. And then he vomits like gallons and gallons of seawater. With starfish in there and a whole bunch of other stuff in there just for like minutes. It's very funny. And then he says, I almost lost you. And yeah. He gets I was like, really oh, upset. the feds love each other. And yeah. then he and then he gives this whole speech. Marshall gives a speech that's like I've been with the feds for 15 years, and I've never seen an agent perform like that before. I had a job to do and I did it. And that's all. That's not all. You're made of something very special. You showed me that. You deserve a real reward. Hmm. But well, he's like, okay. you deserve a real reward. Yeah. And we yeah. were like, oh, what's that mean? Wait, what? And then they they go through this whole thing where they're like, Dr. Elliot contacts them and he doesn't care. He's he just like, did you get the word? Yes or no? At and, all. Smithy almost died. Yeah. And Marshall's like, he, Smithy was very brave and he. Yeah. But his courage. Yeah. And his courage under pressure. So they hang up on Dr. Elliot. Uh-huh. And Smithy's and like, to... he doesn't care about me at all. Um, and they realize, like, we can't work for this guy. He's crazy. He's yeah. really bad. Which, and... by the way, oh, cool. 
I like this twist for the feds. Yeah. I like this, like, oh, we're going to think for ourselves and not just, like, blindly work for the man and do his evil bidding. Right. Uh, so they decide to uh, escape to a cabin, Marshall's yeah. cabin on the lake. Right. <sighs> and But, it, yeah. The, but the way it, it's laid out, he, like, he has these feelings for Smithy and he's really impressed by him. And he says, you deserve a real reward. I have a cabin by the lake. Do you want to go there? It's really weird. Um. Yeah, and then it becomes even more clear late because at first I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's not like a sexual thing or a romantic thing. Maybe it's just like you know they're friends and they care about each other." But no, it's definitely a romantic yeah thing. I mean, they don't. It's definitely a sexual thing. They don't go that far because it's the nineties on MTV. Well, and also but, because the cabin gets exploded. Yeah, but, but they. But yeah, it's clear that they're like I mean, it could are also in love just with be each other. Two guys that are no. friends. Uh-uh. And it could be a commentary on how toxic masculinity doesn't allow us to have even platonic friendships with other guys. It could be, except that that's not the tone. That right. It, the tone is like suddenly they they're nervous around each other yeah. because they realize like they have feelings for each other. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, it's kind of sweet, but it's it just was a really, um, it was an odd turn. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where that goes. And then there was a fucking another odd turn later in the second episode. I mean, you kind of gave it away a little bit, but basically Dr. Elliot yeah. figures out that they're at the lake. <laughs> right. We, and yeah. At the cabin by the lake because he remembers Marshall saying something about it. And he fucking launches a missile at yeah. it. How he does he just have missiles? I, he's by he's the part way. of the feds, Jen. He's the feds. Okay. He's the feds. He just can launch missiles. So just mean, this scientist dude, like yeah. what? <laughs> like. Meanwhile, Jim and Roy are looking for the orb too, and they track it to the cabin by the lake because Roy can see things telepathically. The feds have the orb, and they're taking it to a remote cabin in the woods. Um, and they get there, and they get the orb, but they're like in the building when the missile's coming. Yeah. And Roy pushes Jim out and they barely escape. The this like, with the orb. Cruise missile comes. Jim's like, that was a cruise missile. Um it blows up the whole cabin and they barely mm-hmm. survive. So yeah, they get the orb and that's pretty much the end of that episode. Yeah. And the feds see not a whole lot. I mean, a lot happens, but also not a whole lot. Yeah. It's like yeah, like Smithy almost drowns, doesn't drown. Marshall's super impressed with him. They hang up on Elliot. They go to a cabin. Elliot finds them with a missile, blows up the cabin. Roy and Jim escape with the orb. And the feds see the cabin destroyed and realize, like, he just tried to kill us. Elliot did it. Yeah, I wonder if the feds are, if those two feds are going to join Jim and Roy. Who knows? I was always hoping Elliot would, but he's being manipulated by Gork. No, no, Elliot's a piece of shit. That guy is... Totally off his rocker, man. Yeah, he is. So that's the end of that little episode. The next episode is called Mona's Secret. I don't think we, we didn't even say the name of this episode. It was called Rebellion, which makes oh, sense now. Yeah, because the feds rebelled. Yeah. Um, so Mona's Secret is the next episode. Um, Mona, in case anyone doesn't remember, is one of the human anomalies. Right. But she's one that looks completely normal and we were like... Why is she there? Yeah, and she always passes when they're in the group, and it's her turn to talk. She's like, no. Um, yeah, so, yeah. She's also, we know, because they said previously on the head, and they showed that Dr. Elliot says he has a spy in the Human Anomalies group. My special secret agent will be attending a support group meeting this afternoon. 
very soon we'll know the whereabouts of the parasite and the freak, and then I will have the upper hand. Oh, so we were supposed and to know it was her already? this episode is called Mona's Secret. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that until they, like, very clearly revealed that it was her yeah. later. So Roy but and yeah. Jim decide to, instead of taking the orb with them, things are too, like, hot right now. So they decide to stash the orb somewhere and wait 24 hours for the heat to die down. And then they'll go get the orb and put the machine together. Right. Roy thinks this is a bad idea. From <laughs> yeah, the because it is. Yeah. Because why would you... It's very stupid. Yeah. Also, why doesn't he just put it in his own head? His head is gigantic and there's plenty of room in there. And instead what he does is put it inside the head of Albert Einstein on this statue that the back of the head opens for some reason. Yeah. And he puts it in there. And then he goes... He and Roy go to a human anomaly meeting, support group meeting, and Jim tells them the whole story... Then we stashed the orb so the feds couldn't find it. Stashed it? Why did they do that? That was dumb. Bad idea. And exactly where did you hide the orb? Well, it's by the old... <laughs> let's just say Einstein knows where it is. Oh, let's just say Einstein knows yeah, where it is. so dumb. It's very bad. I- so then Mona calls Dr. Elliot and tells him. Dr. Elliot goes and gets the orb. And Roy and Jim, or Madeline and Jim, go to get the orb. Because Roy... Yeah, because Roy goes over to... Okay, <laughs> it, this is... It just gets so weird. So Madeline is, like, making eyes at Roy during the human anomaly No, thing. Mona. Mona is, yeah, sorry. Mona's making eyes at Roy. And Madeline and Jim tell Roy, yeah, that's because she likes you. Yeah, so when they go to get the head, he, Roy goes over to Mona's house with some flowers and like... And champagne and a bow tie? Yeah, like for a date. He has a little bow tie on. It's kind of cute. It is, but then, yeah, so they go, he goes in there and then there's this weird, weird sort of like sex scene. Yeah, but first he says something backwards. He does like a toast. Yeah. And he says... We drink to newfound love. Is that what this is? I thought it was lust. And then they make out for a while. He's covered in lipstick. They make out and she's like, Roy, I want you. Yeah. And then he... Sticks his fingers in her brain? his hands into her brain mm-hmm. and is like pleasuring her. Yeah. It's super creepy and <laughs> yeah. weird. She's uh, into it, though. And then he touches, he's like, let's see what happens if I touch this part of her brain. And then she's like, Hello, Dr. Elliot. This is Agent 2523. I have information for you concerning the location of the orb. Einstein knows where it is. Holy crap! You're the spy! But right then, he's Dr. The Elliot busts in. Mm. And he shoots a net out of a gun, hits Roy, takes Roy, and Mona says, oh no, what have I done? Because she really is into Roy. Do you know what's funny? What? I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that at all? I do not remember Elliot coming in or the net. He, yeah, he has a little end... gun thing and he shoots it and the net comes out and pins Roy against the wall. What? And was then he I, takes Roy. I was really spacing out. And the orb, apparently, because Roy has the orb with him. 
No, Elliot has the orb because oh, he, he got it out of Einstein's orb. You're head. Right, you're right. Listen, it doesn't matter. No one cares about that. About those details. But the very end of the episode, people care about because Jim. Fucking weird. Jim is like, the orb's gone. What did I do? I'm such an idiot. I did a bad job. Why did I do that? Things can't get any worse. And then his head shrinks. His head shrinks to like normal size. Yeah. Which, and we've never seen him with a normal size head. He looks super weird. So is that but I, yeah. because he's far away from Roy or because Roy's dead or Roy's passed out or because Roy was almost dead before yeah. and his head didn't shrink? Something to do with whatever is happening with Roy, that's for sure. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah, that was a very good cliffhanger. I'm. You're intrigued. I'm for sure intrigued by why his head shrank. I did. I did feel like it. <sighs> I don't know. I wasn't as, obviously, I wasn't as, like, engaged in this episode as I've been in other ones. I I, I feel like it went off the rails a little bit. Yeah, um, this one felt like, it, they felt really short and really quick. Like, they just had to get some exposition. Because they've only got two more episodes after this. Which three. is four more episodes, but. No, no, you're right, two. Six and seven. <laughs> God, I can't count. It's only seven. It's either two, three, four, or seven. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like they had to get through some stuff so that they could set up the final episodes on this one. They moved pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, was the plan to only have seven episodes from the beginning? I guess I think since so. there were two seasons, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So um, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see how they're going to wrap up the first season. We're not going to watch the second season, not for this, or at least we weren't going to do any episodes on it. Don't worry. We'll be done with this show in <laughs> two more episodes. Unless there's somebody out there who's like, no, you have to watch the second season. It's the best. And we'll we'll come back to it, maybe. So our last episode, the last episode of The Head that we'll do will be episode 99 for us. Yeah. Um, And so we are hoping to do something special for episode 100. But Big plans. I, I'm not going to say it yet, just in case it doesn't work out that that happens on episode 100. And and then whatever we do, I'll be like, yay, we're do- this is the special thing. Aren't you excited we finally did this thing? Episode 100. Yay. No, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great. Yeah. So. So I was wondering, there are a lot of things that happen in this episode we could talk about. Like, do you want to talk about the time that a ballistic missile or a cruise missile blew up one of the cabins in Montana? Or did you want to talk about the kraken that you had to fight off underwater? No, no I don't. But no. I will. I we did live in cabins. We lived in little cabins, uh, um, that each had one room with us with two sets of bunk beds, and then a little hallway with a with the one bathroom, and then on the other side was a room with two single beds. So every cabin had six girls in it. And one bathroom. How'd you, who decided who got the single beds and who oh, got the, the bunk staff. beds? Oh, the staff. I never once got a single bed. Not once. Did you get moved around a lot or did you have yeah. like consistent roommates? We got moved around mm. every mm, few months, I would say. Mm. Um, you know, they never wanted us to get too comfortable with anybody. Right. Uh, and with anything. So, yeah, we moved a lot, but I never had a single bed. And you lived in different cabins, too? They'd move you yeah. around within the cabin and then send you over to a different one and a yeah. different group of people. I How think come I, you never had a single? Because they didn't like me. Mm. 
I wasn't one of the favorites, I guess. Was that a known know. thing? Like the single beds were like coveted? It, oh, yeah. It was like a privilege, it seemed like. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't always a it, it was often, it would often be like someone who'd been there a long time, like a big sister and then like mm. a newer person. Um, big sisters were, you know, like when you arrived, somebody who had been there for a while, they would assign to be your big sister. And they'd pick people that they thought fit other mm-hmm. people well. And actually, funny thing about my big sister, two things. One is that she carried a backpack full of rocks. She was the other person who did that huh. uh, well before I did. And then, you know, several months after being there, John decided I also needed to carry a backpack full of rocks. But she was like this sort of hippie, druggy person before she came, you know, and she was really like... I thought she was really cool and I really liked her and she seemed really into the program and everything and then um she went home on a home visit and did not come back oh really she stayed home she convinced her mom to let her stay home oh wow yeah and we were just like what like mine's blown what did the staff have to say about that were they just like oh I don't th- talking she was shit about her immediately like, yeah she was full she's of shit terrible and yeah she's you know, she's fucked up. She's a tweaker. Everybody was a tweaker. It didn't, the word tweaker just meant anybody who came there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just an interesting thing because we all, we're all acting like we can't believe it and we're appalled and like she's right. throwing her life away. But, but really, we're so jealous and just like, like oh, I want to go home. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how, I mean, everybody felt, I'm sure. So I have a question about the bag of rocks that you carried around. Was it, um, was, was it just coincidence? Why do coincidence? I feel like this is a bullshit? No, this is a real question. Was it coincidence or did they do such a good job of matching you up with your big sister? Like you guys had similar issues or was it just laziness on their part? And they were like, well, she's gone. We got this backpack full of rocks. I no, guess no, no, Jen no. should carry it. What? Oh my God. Do you not know anything? They didn't have a backpack full of rocks. No, I know. I had a backpack. I had to go out to a rock pile and pick the rocks myself. I know. And label them. But I'm just wondering, like, it seems like a strange coincidence that these yeah, people just I seem like that... they, they latch on to any metaphors they can and any bullshit they can to justify what they want to do. Yeah. I think... Um... I don't know how much it, I think that for John, the headmaster, he, yes, it did. It was partially because he realized, oh, you know, we assigned her the big sister who carried rocks. Mm. And I started carrying rocks before. Before she left. She left. So it wasn't like she left. Someone else has to carry rocks. She she had been way done with carrying rocks by the time I met her. But, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, we had similar issues. So John probably. He made that assignment for people with issues like ours, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just imagine him being just really at me. proud of himself. Oh, he was so proud. Oh, he's so impressed with himself. Yeah. So impressed with himself. And like so happy. You could just see his glee when he decided, you know, he looked at me and was like, you know what? You're the next person who needs to carry rocks. Like, oh, he was just so stoked. So they sent you out to pick out rocks. Did they tell you how many you needed or did they weigh it? Like no. it had to be a certain No, I don't think so. Um 
I may have made a list with Mike, my counselor, of all the things, mm. like to make sure there were enough of them, probably. <laughs> there were 11 of them total. And I went out, and I think I went out by myself and picked them. Like, I don't think anybody was even with me, but I, even by myself, I had to, I picked rocks that were not too small. Yeah. Because I couldn't look like I was trying to, like, shirk, you know, <sighs> any responsibilities. I had to, I had to look like I was. Buying into it. I was, like, carrying as much weight as I could. Yeah. So to match the metaphorical I mean, some burdens. were bigger than others. Yes, metaphorically speaking, some were bigger than others, and physically speaking. Did you pick big ones and label them for the yeah, big thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. But I was remembering, like, so I just got back from this writer's residency. I was in Pennsylvania for two weeks, and it was fucking fantastic. And but I wrote this chapter about the rocks and had the other two people I was there with give me feedback. And in the process of talking about all of it and, like, the questions they asked sparked a memory that, like, I had, my back was, like, bruised mm. all the time. <laughs> like, I just had bruises on my back. And my neck and shoulders were in pain all the time and and have been in pain pretty much for my whole life. Because you had to carry it all the time. I had to be touching it 24 hours a day. Oh the only time I could not be touching the backpack was in the shower, my five minute shower that I had a day. I had, they slept on my bed. They like in group, I had to be touching them anytime I, yeah. I mean, I, they were, they went everywhere with me and did everything with me. They and did chores on my back. They did exercise. Or, yep. They were on my camping? back. They were in my backpack. They were 20 with pounds, everything else. 20 pounds of additional weight on top of carry. like a 50 pound backpack. Cool. No, it wasn't very cool. Mm. There was one, uh, we're, jumping all over the place here but <laughs> there was the one time that i remember them ever showing like actual mercy was we were on a trip up to this place called garnet ghost town which i've talked to you about micah before at least i don't know if i've talked about it on the show but it's a really actually really strange really cool little ghost town that we went to a couple different times and the time that we skied there, so it's like an 11-mile uphill mm -hmm. to get there. So we we had to ski 11 miles uphill with our backpacks on. And I just reached a point where I was like, I just couldn't do it. Like, mm -hmm. I just was like crying and like, I cannot handle the weight. I can't do it. And they took me in the van the rest of the, the, rest of the way up wow. the hill. Just kind of nuts. Now it seems weird that they wouldn't have just taken my backpack. Yeah. But they took me in the van. Or that they wouldn't make you all, like, sit and have group in the snow right then. Well, I didn't. It wasn't the kind of thing where I was like, fuck this. I refuse. It was like, I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I can't. I can't keep going. I don't know what to do. I mean, luckily, I don't think it was John who was there next to me. It was Gary who was, like, the most compassionate mm. of the counselors. So... um. I mean, I think John was on that trip, but I don't think he was the one who made that decision. Um, but yeah, because I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't like rebelling. I mm -hmm. was just like, I literally can't. You were just crumbling. And, I can't yeah. keep going. And so, yeah, that was a bunch of things. <laughs> Rocks and stuff. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, I think that kind of wraps us up for this week, Micah. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. 
We've got Thank two more episodes of the head. Thank you all very much for listening. We hope you're enjoying the head along with us. Yes, we're having fun with it. Um, yeah, as always, please let us know if you're listening. Uh, tweet at us. Post in our Facebook group. Um, yeah, let us know if anyone actually watched the show or has seen it before. Yeah, we haven't heard from anybody about that, so I kind of think no. <laughs> I think not. Um yeah, if you're interested in it, it's on Apple TV. You can rent it. Well, we rented it on Apple TV. You can probably rent it other places, maybe. I think we bought maybe. it, but yeah. I yeah. I think you, I don't we know if you can rent season, it, but, but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a it's a trip. It's worth watching, I think. So, yeah, maybe write a review today of our show if you've never done that. Um, or just a review of something. Or just write a review. To. You know, it's good practice. Get, get in some practice ones thing. for something else before you come back and do yeah, ours. Yeah, we want ours to be pretty polished, Yeah, if you don't mind. And so... Um, Maybe get somebody to proofread it before you hit if submit. If you wouldn't mind, just, just write a review of, like, your breakfast. You know what I mean? Had bowl of cereal. Was fine. Four stars. etc. Would eat again. Would... <laughs> would what was the review? <laughs> I I got stabbed here. Would come again. Yeah, it was an actual That's Yelp review. That's an actual review. Yelp review yeah. for a restaurant. Oh, holy shit. Best thing ever. Look it up. It's on the internet. It's on the interwebs. You might get caught in know. one of those internet rabbit holes. Yeah, where you know you how you click on a thing and yeah. then there's another thing yeah. and then you click yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Micah, Micah has done that too. I have too. I just did that. All right. Thank you all for listening. We we appreciate you so much. Um, thank you to our patrons especially and to just everyone out there uh, listening to us ramble on. And thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Thank you to Fifi Folios for our internet stuff. Thanks to Minus Violet for our music. Until next time. See, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. I want to make love to you so bad I can taste it.